So, Robin, how's the book going? <laughs> uh, everything's on fire in my book right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm at, a, I'm at a low point. Oh, no. But I'm more inspired to work on it than I would have been because of, well, what we're about to talk about today. This is Right Place, Right Time, and we got to go to a conference. Yay! conference put on by the Oregon Regional Chapter of the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, or SBWI. And before we talk about the particulars, I'm going to preface this with the fact that literally during the time we were going to this conference, (laughs) some stuff happened. And the organization who puts on the conference at the top level, right, um, local volunteers and international faculty members did all the hard work that actually mattered. Um, But the top level showed their whole ass recently with their social media manager after making some potentially innocuous let's fight anti-Semitism posts online, reacted with indifference, and then moved on to hostility in attempts to silence a Palestinian author-illustrator who asked for similar posts with regards to Islamophobic violence, which has, of course, been one of the defining horrors of our post-11 adulthoods. It is an omnipresent thing that concerns, you know, most people I know. Mm-hmm. Um... And this social media manager, like, on their official, on their official, like, not just her private, but literally their official Twitter, was very, was just like, oh, I'm not aware of this. And um, it was so dismissive, it felt like gaslighting. Mm, Yeah. A lot of people renounced, denounced, and turned their backs on all of SCBWI in solidarity with Razan Abnani, the author who was in the line of fire here. And I can understand doing that. Um, definitely she deserves all kinds of, you know, platform to actually speak. And, and I hope that I really, you know, like wish the best for her with her manuscripts and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but the conference has faculty and keynote speakers who were people of color and their hard work and brilliance was such a huge part of what made this conference amazing. And so like, I don't want to show for the organization. Um, you know, it was felt like a betrayal, um, but I'm also not going to act like they don't have an important role in networking people around the world in this very solitary occupation of writing. And they've given so many marginalized authors and illustrators a platform and a paycheck. Hmm. The social media manager in question here resigned, and I got a really milk toast email from SEBWI about how they're supposed to stay apolitical to serve everyone, blah, 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 hmm. which I don't think they did. Um <laughs> They have publicly said that we do care about Palestinians, too, and they're like, that's great. Um, a whole lot of people who work for this org probably actually do is the thing. The, like, this is not the only Palestinian, certainly not the only Muslim um, who was associated with SCBWI, the person who who had such, was treated so badly by this. But it all still left a really bad taste in my mouth and kind of made it a very weird weekend <laughs> yeah. to be like, watching this go down and then be involved in this like really diverse and really wonderful event um i mean i have a book being published by the same publisher that was giving mike pence two million for a book that'll be ghost written by someone else anyway you know 
like, the reminder that the platforms and networks that exist are part of the oppressive power structure we're living with every day is really disheartening. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of hard to navigate what we're going to do about that at any moment in time, right? (laughs) SCBWI is a 50-year-old organization that, on the regional level, is all volunteer-based, and I cannot overstate the value that conferences like these have had for me and countless others in the past. Ugh. So with that disclaimer out of the way, let's just focus on the event, because it was, in fact, awesome, and the faculty do not deserve to be, like, like tarred with that brush. Like, th- there's, they had nothing to do with this, like, ridiculous organizational shittiness. Yeah. So, after canceling their usual in-person conference for 2020... Our local organ chapter reinvented it for 2021, including reinviting the faculty of publishing professionals as an online Zoom-based event. That was kind of nice, since we actually had a lot of other stuff going on around it. (laughs) Well, mainly Robin, who had to do an interview in the middle of the conference, like literally run off and be interviewed, among other things that were going on that weekend. Oh yeah, it was also like record-setting hot. In Portland, Oregon, like 115 degrees, like deadly hot. So we were pretty melted. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And since everything was recorded, because it was all online, you know, we were also able to watch the panels that we couldn't go to, you know, later on. So that is a really awesome opportunity. I think we have like a month to do it. And I am so excited because there were a bunch I could not make it to. (laughs) Yeah. So Robin, this is not your first SCBWI conference. What have your experiences been like in the past? So weirdly enough, I usually go to the Western Washington event, and it's like a couple of days of taking condensed college courses with the most qualified people imaginable, all talking about kid lit, my favorite topic in the world. <laughs> it's really valuable. I've been lucky to make lifelong friends at these events and see people go from artists and writers side hustling around busy work schedules to best-selling full-time bookmakers. And that's just really made everything feel so much more real and less like a pipe dream, just to Mm -hmm. be able to meet and be around these people. I usually am really stressed about the portfolio show, but this was my first conference that I've gone to since signing with an agent, so I just focused on acquiring knowledge and it was very refreshing. Yay! What about you, Lucy? So I've been aware of SCBWI since grad school. Since I was studying book publishing and being focused on Kidlet, I heard a lot about the organization, and so I've known a lot of people who went through it, and I've been it's been very much on my radar for years. However, I keep putting off joining myself, because it does cost some money, although not very much in the grand scheme of things, and it was something I felt like I would do when I was ready to take my writing to the next level. Which I kind of am, so I'm definitely considering joining now, though the whole embarrassment we talked about at the top does kind of give me some pause. Anyway. I have participated in some of their events in the past, since you don't need to be a member to attend many of them. I especially remember one of their great critiques, which involved pairing people off in small groups with one faculty member and sharing writing like in a writing group. I got some amazing feedback from that experience, and it really encouraged me to continue with my writing. I'd been meaning to go to one of their conferences for forever, but I probably wouldn't have gone to this one if Robin hadn't basically forced me to. (laughs) (laughs) which I am eternally (laughs) grateful for because it was awesome and I really needed that kick to get past the overwhelming task of making decisions about something. (laughs) So this conference was done a little differently from previous ones since, as we mentioned, it was all online. But there were still some great panels and a really great turnout and you could tell all the organizers were really putting their all into the conference. 
Of course, as we mentioned, this all happened during a heat wave when the temperature here was around 100 degrees Fahrenheit and would climb to 115 a few days later. So faculty attendants alike had to grapple with some extra challenges. Like some people were literally having to go to get a hotel room so they could have air conditioner because they could not function and do everything from wherever they lived. <laughs> so it was it was a bit rough. <laughs> Everyone gave their all, though, and I know I had a great time. Robin, what were some highlights for you? I was just so impressed by editor Feather Flores from Chronicle. Um, everything she said in her panels was like a revelation, and I'm still a little floaty thinking about her discussions of change as the driving force in picture book narratives. And her advice about revision notes was like, wow, I cannot wait to discuss these things a bit further without just restating her lectures. I'm going to try to, try to, I don't know, like compost them a little bit and, <laughs> and try to try to integrate it into my own understanding. Yeah, I, I don't think I got to catch any of her actual like workshop panel things, but she's one of the ones I want to go back and watch. <laughs> Absolutely. I got, I got to attend more panels live than Robin did since my weekend wasn't as busy. And it was really fun to be in that live virtual setting all day, especially like outside of school. <laughs> <laughs> what was your fave? So I went to so many great panels. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite, but Erin Casey had a really good panel on world building. She emphasized that world building is really important, even if you're writing a contemporary book, which I am. So I took a lot of her lessons to heart. Veronica Bartles also did a great two-part panel about selling yourself. Both parts were great, um, but the first one kind of stuck out, stuck out more to me. Um, it focused a lot on how to develop a presentation that you can tailor for different events, different audiences, etc., God, I, re I need to do that so badly, so I'm very excited that I have access to that panel. Yeah, yeah, don't sleep on it. It was good. Yes, well, I literally slept through it in real life because that was after I had to pick up uh, my partner, or no, drop my partner off at the airport at three o'clock in the morning after mm. the ride fell through. So I had to sleep. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that panel was really interesting to me because I don't know as much about the author side of things after a book comes out, especially for fiction writers. Because of like my publishing background, I know a lot about the flurry of stuff around a release, but that ongoing promotion stuff is a little murkier for me. So her panels, both of them, helped a lot. Yes, I just want to know everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently doing this stuff, and I still want to learn everything that people have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all very helpful. However, the real highlight of the event for me was when I got to have a one-on-one -on -one consultation with an agent. I got some really amazing feedback. It's really helped me kind of see a path forward with my re revision, and I'm totally itching to get going on that. Yeah, you had some near misses with this. At first, you were on a waiting list and then had to reschedule, so I'm really glad it ended up being this wonderful experience. You take critiquing revisions really well, like which is such an asset to you. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of changes should we anticipate you making in your manuscript? Yeah, it ended <laughs> It was a bit chaotic there. We actually ended up having to do it over the phone instead of Zoom because she was one of the people who had to like move to a different location because of the heat. And so she wasn't having great internet. So it was it was kind of just a miracle that it got to happen at all. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad it did. <laughs> Me too. Um, because basically, I have to completely rewrite my book. <laughs> Easy, right? <laughs> but seriously, she didn't literally say, oh, you know, do this all over from the beginning or anything. Her main critique was that I did too much telling and not enough showing, almost like it was a really long outline. And this is very accurate feedback, and totally fits a pattern I've noticed in myself. 
My rough drafts do lean more on the telling side of things, which makes sense. I'm figuring out the story as I go, especially in those really, like, fast NaNoWriMo drafts, you know? Yeah. So naturally, some of it will be more removed and kind of like a summary as I'm just, like, coming up with the ideas right there on the page as they happen. <laughs> yes. But of course, I need to get the story past that, especially since YA books are so immediate in, like, their tone and their emotions. So I'm most likely going to change it to first person. Yay. This is going to be a really fun challenge since I have alternating POVs throughout the book, and I don't think I've ever done first person with, like, two or more narrators. I'm really excited to tease out distinct voices for both my main characters, so I'm really kind of excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to hear those voices, or to read those voices and hear them <laughs> in my brain. Mm, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, so speaking of revisions, time for our progress reports. Ah! <laughs> So I am still trudging along on my one project and about to start reading and revising the novel I wrote last year, which is the same one I submitted the critique for. I'm pretty fired up from the conference, but now I actually have to, you know, do things. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Robin? What's your progress like? <laughs> uh, okay, so I tried using Lucy's methods for, method for the second half of my novel, rereading and making notes rather than painstakingly rewriting as I went. And unfortunately, I still ended up looking at a manuscript with 20,000 more words than it can have. And no real way to edit that out neatly without doing some major restructuring. Mm. So I'm going to need to really tear it apart, re-outline, and try to streamline as much as possible in the middle. Luckily, I'm still very happy with the beginning and the last quarter. So bridging those two more efficiently, while very intimidating, should be possible. <laughs> but I'm having a crisis, Lucy, Aww. because maybe this book should be a graphic novel after all? <laughs> like... Even if I decide to do that very drastic change, though, I'll still need to have the middle restructured. So mm -hmm. revising, here I come, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, that is a big scary possibility as far as making it into a graphic novel. Oh, I do think it would be an awesome graphic novel, but I also love the prose version. I would really recommend that you finish revising and at least show it to your agent before pivoting to a graphic novel. I'm a little worried it might actually be too much story for one graphic novel, like if you're having trouble fitting it in to prose. But visuals might move some of the stuff along quicker. I don't know. I really like the version you have right now, and I, I want to I wanna read it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I think that my conclusion is that I'm going to light a fire under my butt by actually sending in, like, the first 10,000 words to my agent, or to Yay! the agency, and having them take a look at it while... We just spend the next month, like, really tearing it apart and, mm -hmm. and getting the middle fixed. So yeah. thank you for volunteering your help. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's definitely at the point where I need, like, people outside of my brain because I, I sat with my brain with this and it didn't it, – it, I, I got sad <laughs> and overwhelmed and yeah. I, that means I need perspective. Well, that is what writing friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. But you have been working on other projects, haven't you? Yes, I am working on the layouts for my current picture book and sketching out, um, an, I sketched out a, a new picture book dummy for a weirdly political unicorn book, <laughs> which probably needs a lot of work, um, and wrote a manuscript that I've been struggling to articulate for years. Hey. So I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> 
Okay, so Robin, your homework for next time is to tackle that middle section and maybe also work on that picture book. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Your homework is to actually finish your for fun project so you can focus (laughs) on the novel that needs the most work. Clear your plate, Lucy. (laughs) Okay, I think I can handle that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all for joining us in the right place, which is wherever you happen to be. At the right time, which is whatever time you've got. Happy writing! Thank you.